Welcome to the podcast, Just Saying. My name is Joe McCormick, your host. Today we're going to talk about how to build a better elevator speech. If you're new to the podcast, welcome. If you've been here before, really excited to have you back. Please spread the word. As you may know, I've written a book called Brief, Make a Bigger Impact by Saying Less. As you may not know, I've written a book called Noise, Leading and Living When Nobody Can Focus. I'm the managing director of the Brief Lab. It's a business that helps people become clear and concise communicators, especially in an environment with a lot of noise. So today we're going to talk about an elevator speech. You've heard this term before. If you haven't, it's basically how do you describe in clear and concise terms, what do you do? You know, what, what's your job? Somebody asks you professionally, like, hey, what do you do? A lot of people struggle with that question. I meet so many people and they're like, oh, you need, you know, you're in the elevator speech business. You do brief. And to a great extent, it is. I mean, I've, I've done this many times with organizations and with people. Just this week, I've done it with th- one organization in Washington, D.C. And it was a Department of Defense organization. And I did it with three individuals. And it was very meaningful to help clarify and give them a really powerful, consistent way to explain, what do I do? What do you guys do? And not get stuck on that. So we're going to talk about that today. How are we? How do you handle that moment? It seems like an easy question, but at the same time, it's really difficult. It f- makes people freeze. Um, so how do you how do you tackle that? Um, before we even get started, this this is something that I'm going to go all the way back to. We are now over a hundred episodes. So the first episode I did on just saying was about how, how to handle an interview. So you might want to go back and listen to that first one. Just, you know, it's not, it's, it's, there's a moment where you really need to, you know, to prepare. So clearly having an elevator speech when you're interviewing for a job, very important to have that down. So tell me a little bit about yourself is, is the moment where you can capture your elevator speech. Well, why is this important to do this? Well, pe- people struggle with it. I think it's an opportunity to define your role in an easy to understand flow. It's not just telling people what you do, but why you do it and how you do it and the impact it has. It's an opportunity to kind of tell a story. And you've, you've been through our courses before or in our webinars. You hear a term that we use at the Brief Lab a lot, which is tell me, don't sell me. If you're, you're not trying to convince somebody to buy because if they start to notice that you're trying to sell them, they, their listening shuts down. But if they sense that you're telling them a story and it's interesting, their listening kind of perks up and they open up and they listen more. And no matter how boring it might seem what you do day-to-day is, there's something inherently interesting what everybody does. So how you prepare that and how you explain that is the difference. And we're going to use it as a way to define your role. Who do you use this for? Well, or or where do you use it? You can can use it for your clients, certainly. Um, I'm going to talk to my coworkers. Maybe I work in an organization where one part of the organization has no idea what I do. And they're calling me for the wrong reason, or my clients are confused. I introduce myself with a fancy title. You know, I am the senior vice president of su- supply chain integration, but then the person who I'm talking to has no idea. Maybe it's uh, my family. You know, my, my, my parents don't know what I do, or my cousin's just confused and doesn't want to ask, you know, and I say, ah, what do you do? I'm in the military. And they think, you know, you fly helicopters, but, you know, I, I do something different. Or you, you Fancy title doesn't do it. So it gives you an opportunity to explain your role in and in in make it an easy-to-understand flow, and that's critical. Um, 
why why does that matter? I think one thing is you know you're 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 doing something right now that has value. Explain it. Share, you know, to explain the value without trying to push, push, be pushy on people. Explain the value what you're what you're currently doing, or, or maybe you're in transition, or you want to change jobs. You have to be able to explain explain where you're coming from and where you want to go, where you want to go to. So you might want to talk about what you do now, but why you want to change and what you want to do in the future to build on what you've done in transition, or you're trying to elevate your career or change jobs. Maybe you've got a new boss, new commander, new superior. Somebody's brand new to the organization, doesn't know anything about what you do, and they're going around meeting people. And they're like, "Hey, Jones, what do you do?" And Jones is like, "You know, I work in accounting." And boss walks right by and says, "You know, that was really forgettable." Or you know, the story for the guy, the coworker, you know, he bumps into his company commander and he says, "How you doing?" He says, "Fine." You know, instead of stopping and having a conversation and explain to him like what his role is and where he fits into the big picture. Sometimes a new boss, a new commander, that's a great opportunity. In areas that it's just confusing and gray and ambiguous and the organization's changed and what I used to do was different than what I do now and everything's changing and people are confused and it needs clarification. So an elevator pitch can serve in a lot of those different instances to help them out. So I'm going to walk you through an example just to keep this really practical. And what I would like you to do if you don't have one is go to thebrieflab.com and download a brief map. If you know what a brief map is, it'll be easy to follow through. And if you don't know what one it is, just go back and re-listen to the podcast with a brief map in front of you and you'll be able to follow. I'm going to assume that you know what a brief map is and you have one in front of you, but I'll just walk you through it an example. So when you're looking at a brief map in front of you, you'll have the center box and around it are six boxes. So the top right-hand corner is the B box, number two. Uh, the center box is one. Then the one to the right is Box number two, which is B for background, kind of clockwise to the bottom right. You have box three, which is R for relevance. Box four, kind of moving around clockwise, is I. So that spells brief, B-R-I. I is for information, kind of moving clockwise to the bottom left. Left-hand corner is box five, which is the ending, kind of the so what. And box six are, is the follow-up or questions. So it spells B-R-I-E-F from the top right-hand corner, kind of clockwise onto the top left-hand corner. So this is how you do it. I'm going to use an example of a healthcare recorder, recruiter. So a person asks somebody, hey, what do you do? And the answer is, I'm a healthcare recruiter. And what I do basically is I find the right talent to run healthy hospitals. So when a person says that, that really captures the what of the elevator speech. That's a really important uh, part. Okay, so that's, that's what you do. I'm a recruiter and I help find the right people to run healthy hospitals those words are, 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 are chosen for a reason. Um, you go to the box two, a little, back, a little background on the person. You know, I'm new to recruiting. Um, I've spent 10, I've got 10 years professional experience. Um, and really how I ended up in this job is I was in a bad hospital once and I left a bad memory. And I thought if I have a chance to fix this, I'm going to fix it. Well, I got an opportunity to be in, as a recruiter in, in the healthcare industry and I'm about to fix it. So why do I do what I do? What I do really, in, you know, in summary, is basically... Hospitals, you know, we live in a busy, complex world, um, and it's easy to get impatient uh, in the business of sick patients. So, hospitals can be run poorly. Uh, people are not—they don't—they they lack compassion. They don't care about the mission. They don't have an attention to detail. They're not trying to prove it. They're just sort of collecting a paycheck. I try to find people to make hospitals um, a place where people care to raise the level of care. That's what I do, and I and I'm a, I'm a recruiter, so. 
if you're mapping this out, box two is the background. I'm talking about the background of my, you know, that I'm new to the industry. I had 10 years experience and there was a backstory. I was, I had an incident in the hospital. Box three is the reason why I'm in there. Well, the, the reason is because it's easier for people to, to run poor hospitals. And I, I want to find people to, to, to run good hospitals. Um, box four is, well, how do I do that? Um, couple points. You know, I network with industry insiders and outsiders. So I'm always looking for people in the industry and outside the industry. Second point is I explain why healthy organizations are critical. Um, and then I selectively search for good candidates. And at the end, I box five, the so what. The ending is I place people that care to raise the level of care. Remember, this is an outline. What I'm doing right now is it takes about five to 10 minutes to do this. But what you're doing is in the middle box is you're telling what people do. Um, Resist the urge of trying to fit a lot of things in that box. Just basically tell people what you do. What's the point? I'm a healthcare recruiter, and I try to find good people to run good hospitals is another way of putting it. Then when you look at the background, they might not need a little background on you, your career, where you're coming from, maybe. Box three is the reason or the relevance of why you do what you do, and it's basically you – know, Bad people run bad hospitals. So I'm in the business of trying to find good people to run good hospitals. People will get that, right? Box four is the information, how. So you've talked about what. In box one, you've talked about why, which is a bit in box two and three. Now you're in four. You're talking about how you do it. Just a couple things. Basically, I network a lot with insiders and outsiders. That's one point. And I, you know, I, I'm, I teach people why it's critical to have great people run healthy hospitals and the third point is I selectively search for candidates. I don't look for anybody. And then that's the how I do what I do. And then the f- box five is kind of the so what or the payoff. And, and I'm placing people, professionals, that care about the level of care. They care about it. So I'm telling a story here. Not long. And I can tell this story to um, if I meet the president of the hospital, they say, what do you do? I'm like, I'm in a recruiting, I'm a recruiter for your hospital. And I, I, I got into this industry because I started to see how bad professionals tend to make hospitals bad. And I want to be a recruiter to find great professionals to make hospitals. People really care about care should work in hospitals. And I do a lot of networking. I, I selectively search for the great, great candidates. And I'm always constantly promoting the need for healthier hospitals. That's so I'm a recruiter for your hospital. You said that to a director of a hospital, believe me, they, they're not, you're not selling them anything. You're just telling them why you have a valuable role to his or her organization. Turn that two seconds later and you're talking to your parents. What do you do? And you're telling the story about how you're, you're playing a role in changing the healthcare system and making, taking it from bad to better. Um, if you talk to a candidate or a person who's networked, you're now telling this person that you're in search of or you're looking for positive candidates. This, that person you're, who's hearing it might be like, I got a great candidate for you or I can help you do that or I want to help you. So as you can see in, in that example, that same storyline, that little elevator speech can hit three or four different audiences and have them react in a positive way. Basically, the bottom line is you're going to map it out. Take five, ten minutes, map it out. And then you're going to say it out loud. And it's going to follow this flow. What do you do? A few sentences. Why do you do what you do? Sentence. How do you do what you do? A few sentences, a few bullet points. What's the impact that you have when you do what you do? Perhaps a little background in the, in the beginning. That's it. 
then you're going to say it out loud. It's about 30 to 45 seconds. You're going to practice it. And you're going to own it. That's your elevator pitch. You map it out. It gets people interested. gets them on board. Coworkers, clients, family, network, the whole, your boss, the whole, the whole shooting match. That's your elevator pitch. Okay. So to wrap this up, if you don't do this, I've just given you some advice. Go out, get a brief map, map out your elevator speech. Giving you some guidance, you can listen to this again. If you don't do this for whatever reason, you don't do this, and someone asks you what you do, and you tell them, and they say, oh, I'm so sorry I asked. Don't forget that I warned you first. Just saying.